boys got something to say to me? Why don't you talk into the microphone? I got a backup mic right here. Check one, two. Testing, testing. Yeah, they both working, and guess what? They don't like no feedback. What's up? Broadcasting live from Winterfell Studios in Portland, Oregon. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's the 503 Showcast. I am going to plant my seed in you. With John Bryant. So fucking classy. And yeah. such a fucking gentleman. And Lynn the Jazzman Thunder. Hey! You're talking to my guy all wrong. It's wrong tone. Do it again. I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Brought to you by Taco Bell. Live Moss. Howdy, kill crew. That's right, it's 503 Killcast, all killer no filler, eight days a week. How you doing, John Bryant? I'm doing well, Wind Thunder, how about yourself? I'm all right, just all right. You know, I just got back from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I did a lot of drinking with uh, salesmen from the South. Ooh. And I uh, learned something about myself. What'd you learn? When I start drinking with Southerners, I start talking like them, too. No way, all right. Yeah. Did you put your, Did you have your dip in and kind of oh, bond oh, over that? I was I was at my dip in. I was covered in cowboys gear. I was way more southern than any of them old boys. All right, all right. Well, today's a very special episode because guess what, John Bryant? What's that now? I'm not hungover. What? Yeah. Holy Crazy motherfucker. I know it's really weird. I have never done this show. I think with all my full capacity. So <laughs> this is going to be outrageous. Might be our best show yet. I hope so. All right. Typical housekeeping. Last week, John Bryant had the highest score with, like, what, 184 points? Yeah, it was only my second highest of the season. Do you think I can talk like this the whole show? Right, we'll see. We'll see. I bet you drop it. Second highest uh, score of the league of the season, my second highest. And, uh, yeah, it's just a modest 184, no big deal. Yeah, but you've only had two, whereas some people have had four. Four what? Four highest scores of the week. I've got the two highest scores of the season. I'll take that. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. And then once again, what is this, like the third or fourth time in a row? Brennan, the lowest score. He is the bottom. The bottom. The bottom, bottom of the bitch. barrel. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, I noticed here you forgot to put on the burrito bit. I thought we weren't doing them anymore nah, because someone nah. last week spent like five minutes talking about how stupid yeah, they were. You know what? I talked to some of the kill crew over the weekend, and they, they disagreed with old uh, Omar. We got to keep the burrito bets going. All right. Well, then, John Bryant, what was the burrito bet last week? Last week, you bet me that Ty Montgomery, the Green Bay Packers, would outscore. <laughs> knew it. <laughs> I can't do it. I knew what? you couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you bet me that uh, Ty Montgomery would outscore Des Bryant. Now, I, I can't find Ty Montgomery's score right now because I dropped him off my team. But uh, Des Bryant put up 23 points. Ty yeah. Montgomery had like five. Well, you know what? He's got the sickle cell. It's not his fault. Plus, he plays for a shitty coach. Then why'd you make the bet? Uh, I don't know. Because I wanted to see you win. I had won five in a row, and you were talking about how you didn't want to do it anymore and how you wanted to quit. So I wanted to give you one kind of get you back in the game well i'm back in the game now we're tied five and five that's right it's a close burrito bet yep. season it is that's right it's gonna come down to the wire yep so today we're gonna be doing all our normal stuff and we got our dfs talk with who do you love um we got some other housekeeper not housekeeping but some some news notes that we we get we've got to talk about news from around the league yeah first off john Bryant, this one's got to be a little a little heartbreaking for you bring a little tear to your eye Tony Romo stepping down this week. Yeah, I'm going to have to dip back up into my accent now. 
it was heartbreaking watching Tony make that speech. What, what a class act that guy is. And, I mean, I was proud of him. The whole state of Texas was proud of him. You know Tony's mama was real proud of him. That was just beautiful. <laughs> What's wrong there? I was to turn to my eye, too. You got a yeah. June bug in your throat? That's right. You're right. Yeah, I, I, I think this was the best thing that Tony could have done for his team. Um, and just, just like I said, class act all the way around. It was very touching to see. You know, there, we've, there's everybody's got two battles. The man inside you and the man across from you. And once you start to beat that man aside from inside of you, that man across from you doesn't look so scary now, does he? Words of wisdom. <laughs> Straight from Tony Romo's mouth. That's right. Now, you know, it's, uh, it's nice to see because so many players are always saying team first, team first, but so often you see them complain about not getting the ball a lot. But Tony Romo, he truly does put that team first. Where do you think Tony's going to be playing next year? I don't know. It's not Chicago, I guarantee you. It could be Chicago, buddy. You want to bet? I don't want to bet on it, but I mean, we don't, no one knows. He could stay in Dallas. I mean, picture this. Week one of the playoffs, Dak Prescott rolls his ankle. You know, something happens. He gets concussed. He pulls, pulls something. There's no other quarterback in the world that I'd rather have come step in than Tony Romo. That's right. And what if, you know, your field goal holder breaks down? Then you need Tony Romo to step up. And he'll do great. Yeah, right, sure. The best redemption in the world is if that thing happens, Super Bowl, Tony Romo's the holder for the game-winning field goal. And then it's all worth it. Okay, I actually, I really hope that happens <laughs> that'd now. Be, that 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 be that be wonderful. All right, other quarterback news: Jerry. Wait, 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 Goff. wait, wait, wait. We didn't talk about where he's going to be next year. I think it, the three options are actually four options. Most likely to me would be the New York Jets. I could see them taking him. They still got some. Brandon Marshall's probably got one or two more years left with him. They'd love to get a good quarterback in there. He's, you know, they're not going to have to pay Tony too much. He's not greedy. Option number two, Ryan Tan, or the the Miami Dolphins, another quarterback needy team. They they owe. We've said it before. They owe Ryan Tannehill seventeen million dollars next year. Woo! Do you think they want to pay Ryan Tannehill seventeen million dollars? Heck no! I, I wouldn't pay Ryan Tannehill seventeen dollars just to wash my car or something. I mean, seventeen million dollars—that's like a million dollars per pass completion. Yeah. Then unless they start deducting money for interceptions, which I don't think they can do. So I think Tony could end up in Miami next year. And let let me just say all these options are probably one year, two year deals. Right. Right. He's 36. Yeah. He, uh, he might be older than 36. Actually. I think he might be 37 now, but next option. So we got the dolphins, the um, jets, and I think the bears are a legitimate option for Tony Romo. Jay Cutler costs us $2 million next year. Oh, Jay Cutler's not going to be there next year. Mm, he this might is be. the last year of his guaranteed money. This is what this is. This is why they were going with Brian Hoyer the whole time. It is, but you know what? <clears throat> they're. I mean, they're Ryan Pace, the new general manager, has come in and said, "Look, we're going to get younger at every position," and that's exactly what he's done. I mean, we even cut Matt Forte because he wanted to get younger at running back. Yeah, and that was real smart. Yeah, hey, well, Jordan Tony, Howard's looking pretty Matt, good. Matt Forte's having one of the best seasons of his career this year. Anyway, mm, nah. last option for Tony. Which this might be the best option for him. I, I, if I were him and I could pick, this is definitely the one I'd take. Denver Broncos. I don't think they are in love with Paxton Lynch. I know they're not in. They're not a hundred percent committed to uh, Simeon, 
He can go somewhere where he's got talent all around him, best defense in the league, and he Tony Romo could take the Broncos back to the Super Bowl. It's a great division for him. You know, if he goes to Miami, he's going to have to play Tom Brady twice a year. He's not going to get back into the playoffs. And they're a bad team. And they're just not a great team. Yeah. So I think um, Tony Romo could be Cowboy of the Denver Broncos next year. What do you think? We'll see. We'll see. It'd be exciting to see. Any other teams you can think of that might sign old Tony? Well, you know, I bet the Houston Texans would love to be able to swap out Brock Osweiler for Tony Romo. Mm. Yeah, maybe. But they can't with Brock Osweiler's contract. Too much dead money. And that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. All right. Next up, Jared Goff. First overall pick in the 2016 draft is going to make his first start this weekend. Yeah. Are you excited? No. No, me no, neither. No. <laughs> um, Kenny Britt was looking okay before this, and now you can't trust Kenny Britt. No. I mean, maybe this bumps up Todd Gurley, but I don't think so. No, I mean, I think the secret's out. Everyone knows Jared Goff is not an NFL quarterback. He's not ready. And... When he Although, steps on the field, teams are going to just stack the box like they have been doing. Are you really going to trust Jeff Fisher's evaluation of players? No, but I'm also not going to trust Jeff Fisher to put him into a, into a position to succeed. Yeah, that that's pretty likely too. Plus, he's got small hands. <laughs> he's he he's a pretty boy, is what he is. That Jared Goff, I don't like him. They drafted him just so they could have a California boy at quarterback and sell tickets. Yeah, which. Think ticket sales are changing any this week? You think people no. are clamoring for Rams tickets? No, <laughs> no, I don't. All right, last, <coughs> last but certainly the least is the gathering criticism of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's bad. No, I mean the truth is finally coming out. <coughs> He's been acting like this his entire career. The only difference is now they're losing. Yeah, so I spent uh, Thursday night and Wednesday night in the heart of the NFC, NFC North Country. It was I was in Milwaukee and I was in a sports bar and I talked to a lot of Packers fans about Aaron Rodgers. And here's one of the th- uh, crazy things that I hadn't even heard of, but I guess it's a big thing in um, Packer Nation is some of them are calling for the head of Mike McCarthy. Oh, they've been wanting him to get fired ever since they lost that playoff game to the Seahawks. Yeah, I, I think that's the wrong decision. Um, he is a bad coach, though. He makes but, yeah. zero adjustments. But back to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, just a lot of weird stuff's been coming out. How he's, like, exiled his family. How he might be gay. How he might be gay, and uh, Olivia Munn's just a beard. And I, I've believed that for a long time. But nothing. there's nothing wrong with it. But, no. Um, but then again, I mean, Wisconsin's the, not the most welcoming place if to his dad wants the gay lifestyle. If his, da- <laughs> if his dad, Aaron Rodgers' dad, wants to go to a Packers game, he has to buy his own tickets. Yeah, he can't call that's, up his son. That's crazy. And then his his brother is like a bachelor and something. I don't know. I mean, that's all been floating around for years. But the bigger thing now is teammates, current teammates and former teammates are coming out saying, like, look, he's a shitty person. Like, he doesn't hang out with his teammates. He doesn't lead them. And he does throw them under the bus in press conferences. Like, just the other day, he came out and they were asking, like, well, what's wrong with the Packers? Why don't you win? He was like, well, it would be nice if someone besides me could score a rushing touchdown. Well, man, that might be true, but you can't say that. No, you, and then you, you can't throw your teammates under the bus like that. Yeah, you can't say that. And it's been – it's so ridiculous that the Packers came into the season with two running backs, one of whom is overweight, and the other Bad the other one is just not that good and super injury prone. No. Um, I mean, they've got the best – they just got the best running back on their team last week. Christian Michael signed with the Packers, and 
he probably won't see the the field too much, but yeah, he's doing his farewell tour. Yeah, but if you're Christian Michael, another thing that I would look at is, do you really want to play that hard for the Packers? We saw what they did to Niles Davis. They traded for Niles Niles Davis and cut him two weeks later. If yeah. I'm Christian Michael, I just want to stay healthy this year. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, and they had t- a perfect, good running back, Ty Montgomery. Mm, they just don't know how to use him. They don't know how to. They haven't been using him correctly. That's true. No. But he's he's not a between the tackles guy. He's not getting. They don't need the a between yards. the tackles guy. Every team needs one of those guys. Well, I mean, they had John Kuhn. They've got Ripkowski. Yeah, they, that's their that's their between the tackle dirty yards guy. Has he been successful this season? They haven't used him. All right. Yeah, I don't know. It's a horrible team, and I just want everyone to know that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John Bryant. It's week eleven. And we are getting oh so close to the playoffs. We really are. What's our playoff picture looking like? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Look, Jasmine, tear down. You're a punk bitch. 26. Kill yourself, 26. Oh, come on. Number 26, you fat piece of dog crap. Number 26, park that ass. He can make you believe or he can bring you to your knees. It's the Jasmine Teardown. You're not a total failure. Don't listen to everyone. All right, Jasmine, you're going to tear down these teams. That's right. Let's take a look at this playoff picture. First up is Brennan, Diddy, and Shane. You know what, you guys? You guys are out. You are out of the playoffs. I mean, Brendan, for sure. When was the last time he put up 100 points? It's been a while. Oh, he's just absolute hot garbage. And Diddy and Shane are not far behind. Shane, you might have gotten the win last week. You might have gotten that. I still am contesting it because I believe that there was some improper influencing going on. However, both Diddy and Shane have one hope. And that is to put up, like, 150-plus point games the rest of the season. And then have everyone else who's fighting for a wild-card spot shit the bed the rest of the season. Yep. It's just, the math isn't there. Yeah. They have really low point totals. Uh, Their wins are at the bottom of the league. And they're just, their destiny is not in their own hands. Yeah. Shane really just came in and farted in your punch bowl last week. Jay Cutler farted in my punch bowl last week. (laughs) There you go. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I was so angry. Yeah. So angry, John Bryant. It was a bad week. But anyway. Hey, in our news, we didn't talk we didn't talk about Alshon Jeffrey. He's on the injury report. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so, yeah Shane, these teams are just down and they're out. Du- they're they're down and out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll they see sh- you next year, guys. Shane, Most you should have fire sale, but you didn't. No, Shane, you did a bad job fire selling. Shane, you're bad at this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> next up, these are people who are on the bubble. These are people who have a little more control over their own destiny, but they're on the outside looking in. This is Mikey, Boobinay, and Uri. And you know what, Uri, I'm surprised at you. You were number two in the power rankings just a few weeks ago, and you just shit the bed after that. Yeah. Um, I think Uri's probably going to make it in, and I think Mikey's going to make it in. I don't I don't see Boobinay making it in. Yeah, they need to have really good games to stay in that. I mean, they're all, they're all right there in the wild card spot. But they're, they're within a few games or not a few games a few points of each other and they just need to keep it up yeah they're they're yeah they're actually a lot closer than i thought uri's got a hundred one thousand two hundred and fifty boobinade's got one thousand two hundred and twenty and mikey's got one thousand two hundred and twenty eight so mikey's got eight more points than boobinade and uri's got about 20 more points than both of them so 
it really just depends on how Boubinet and Mikey play going forward in the season. Yeah, it's really it doesn't have anything to do with what they're going to win. It's just going to have to do with how many points they put up. Yeah, and and year I mean there's still a few more weeks, so we, we'll see what happens. But in years past, those wild card teams have been kind of scary because they're just oh, yeah. the ones that get hot all of a sudden. But I don't yeah. think I see that happening this year. You never know. Anyway, uh, also on the bubble, but maybe on the inside of the bubble as opposed to the outside is Matt Brown and the Roto World app. You know, they've been winning some games lately, but they still could find themselves out of the playoffs if they either, one, start losing their close games instead of winning them, which is entirely possible, or they continue to win, but with extremely low scores. You know, I'm talking like 115, 120 points a game. Yeah, I think Matt Brown's just been too busy um, protesting in Portland to set a good lineup, too busy stopping traffic, you know, not letting people go pick up their kids from daycare. Yeah, unless and, anyone thinks otherwise, he's protesting the shitty state of the Oregon Ducks. Yeah. yeah. Finds times to go to concerts and stuff, you know. His world's not that shattered. No. But, uh, yeah, I just think he's not going to be able to set a quality lineup. I mean, the app can delete only do so much. Exactly. It can just give you the information. It can't <laughs> force you to accept it. Yes. All right. Next up, these are the teams that are very likely to make it in. This is Carter, <laughs> myself, Tyler, and Schaefer. <laughs> yeah you know it's funny i'm looking at these points here and schaefer is in second place but he's got low points I mean, his he, points are on the same scale as like mikey and Bubinay. he's got 100 less points than you um about the same for uh carter yeah schaefer yeah. schaefer's just getting lucky oh no we've been saying it for yeah. weeks now i mean schaefer is that classic team that Wins his close games by stat corrections or something like that, but his team is not very good, and come first round of the playoffs, boom, they're out. Yep. Yeah, classic. Anyway, but these, these are all teams that either have very good records like Schaefer, or they have high point totals or both. You know, Tyler's classic high point total. Uh, Carter and myself have really good records and high point totals, so uh, for, for us to miss the playoffs, we'd either have to both lose a lot of games and, in so doing, put up really low point totals. Yep. So, I mean, we control our own destinies. We're very likely to see the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. And last but not least, there's one team we haven't mentioned, John Bryant. What's that? That's you. <laughs> I mean, I know you haven't got the little asterisk yet, and I know that makes you sad. Yeah, it does. I think I should have it by now. No, you could lose out the rest of the way and still be 8-5, and five, and if every other team that wins out ends up 8-5, and five, you could theoretically end up out of the playoffs. Uh, I'd still I did get the in math. On, I'd still get in on points. I'd have to put up some yeah, you'd really have to, bad because I've got a hundred more points than the next highest. Well, and you got to remember, Yahoo doesn't factor in the wild card. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, so yeah. that's why you don't have it. But anyway, you're eight and two. You have the highest points by over a hundred, and yeah, you would need to lose out and completely shit the bed the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, that's why I said you're pretty much a lock. Unless uh, David Johnson, Demarco Murray, and Drew Brees were all on a plane together and it went down. That's yeah. the only thing that could really ruin my season. Yeah. yeah. No, I think you're fine. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's the playoff picture. Uh, it's getting close. I'm now excited. We're talking about the playoffs. We need to talk about down the stretch, the second half of the season, because we saw it last year, John Bryant, and yep. we see it every year. You've kind of got a first half of the season, like the first eight, nine weeks, and you've got really good players, and it seems like right around that week eight, nine, ten, few of those players start to drop off they get hurt or the scheme changes or something happens but then you got other players stepping up to replace them you got players that were not so good in the first half and then come the second half they start heating up and getting hot another big factor i think um and (laughs) 
hate to steal steal it from this guy, but Tom Coughlin actually mentioned this that now players are actually getting into player shape. They're yeah. getting into NFL shape. You know, they don't have as much time in the preseason and training camp to um, condition these guys because they got to get the playbooks in them. So yeah. now, you know, these guys are playing. 11 weeks of football, you can't help but be in shape now. Yeah, and you know what? They've had 11 weeks to really learn a system and get yep. used to a system. Yep. It's all starting to click. I mean, classic example last season, the Seattle Seahawks. Yep. You know, like the first nine weeks, they were like, what, six and three? Or a better example, Kansas City Chiefs started off one and five, one out. You know, these are both teams that got hot at the back end of the season. And while Kansas City was not particularly playoff relevant, I mean, the Seattle Seahawks were Russell Wilson, Doug Baldwin, Marshawn Lynch. Well, Marshawn Lynch was always good. But Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin in particular you know, had a great second half of the season. So, John Bryan, let's, let's look at some players that are going to get hot down the stretch. I like it. Getting hot. First off, the entire Tennessee Titans. Ooh, they're hotter than a big stack of flapjacks. Oh, my gosh. Marcus Mariota having some games. DeMarco Murray continuing to produce. But Delaney Walker, Richard Matthews, I mean, really really doing well they're they're putting up tons of points they're super fantasy relevant i mean exotic smash mouth i mean i think i I think it's one of those situations where all right the offense has clicked now all the players are in they've they've learned the system they know the formulations and and they just make it work yep and it works uh similarly seattle seahawks again yeah and this it particularly um doug baldwin and russell wilson this happened last season yeah Halfway through, or you know, week nine, week ten, all of a sudden, Doug Baldwin was only catching touchdowns. He was getting multiple touchdowns in every game. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Graham is finally oh, yeah, Jimmy getting really Graham's hot. coming along. I they've think got, CJ getting, Proceis is going to be good. So is Thomas Rawls. Thomas Rawls is coming back this week. Yeah, so, I, yeah I, I think you can pretty much grab almost any piece of that Seattle Seahawks offense and at least consider starting it. Yeah, I'm calling it right here. NFC Championship game is going to be the Cowboys Seahawks. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Green Bay passing game, only because they have zero running game. And zero defense. Yeah, uh, their defense is terrible. They have zero running game. Aaron Rodgers is throwing it like a madman. I mean, if you've got anyone, Jordy Nelson, you're always you're already starting him, but Devonta yeah. Adams, Randall Cobb, obviously Aaron Rodgers. James Stark might even be a sneaky start this week. He might be, but you want to see it before you believe it. I mean, he's the only running back in town. That's true, but I mean... Mike McCarthy is a shitty coach. He doesn't know how to use a running game. That's true. All right. And then some individual players. Ty- Tyrod Taylor. I think he's going to be a perfectly startable quarterback for the rest of the season. Hmm. I'd, I'd want to look at his matchups. Uh, he's, I mean, you look at him. He, he's very mobile. He's very Russell Wilson-esque. He's always a threat to take it in himself. He's always a threat to get some yards in the ground. And, I mean, he's not a bad passer either. You know, Robert Woods... Uh, is looking pretty good with Tyrod Taylor throwing him the ball. I know they don't have much of a passing attack, but dang it, Tyrod Taylor, I think he's a perfectly startable quarterback the rest of the season. In a similar vein, I think Colin Kaepernick pretty good. He's always a threat to, you know, running on the ground, taking it himself. He's a decent passer. And you know what? He's got a pretty nice playoff schedule. Yeah, I want to jump back to Tyrod Taylor really quick because I just looked at his matchups, and you're right. He's got he's got juicy-looking matchups the rest of the season. Um, we'll just look at the um, – so week 12 is Jacksonville, 13 Oakland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Miami. Those are all great – well, poor defenses and 
great opportunity for Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I think. I mean, this is a guy you can probably trust down the rest down the stretch. Yeah. yeah. Jameis Winston, another quarterback that I think you can probably trust. Um, he plays the Saints twice in the playoffs. Yeah, I, you gotta love those matchups, and he's not a bad quarterback. Yep. I know he had a rocky start to the beginning of the season, but I think he's picked it up. He's putting it together, and I mean, he's he's back to the where he was at the end of last season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some other non-quarterback players, Stefan Diggs. Oh, yeah. Stefan. I mean, we shouldn't have to tell you that, but Stefan Diggs. He's, he's back. He's healthy. They're, he's getting voluminous target, yeah, targets. Double-digit targets a game. He's the best player on that offense, so you got to yeah. get him the ball. And they have zero running attack. Yeah. Uh, Tim Hightower, especially after Thursday with Mark Ingram potentially out with a concussion. I mean, Tim Hightower has a chance to win outright that starting job. Oh, yeah. And he did this last year down the stretch. He was yeah. one of the best running backs in football. And you know what? Sean Payton likes Tim Hightower more than he likes Mark Ingram. Yeah. It was politics that forced him to not just take it away from Mark Ingram. But like I said, with him in the concussion protocol and potentially missing a game next week, that was Tim Hightower can win that starting job outright. Did you see Mark Ingram go down on Thursday? I didn't see the hit. I saw a replay of it. It was scary. He looked like a rag doll. That was scary. Yeah. Rough yeah. game he plays. Anyway, uh, next up, and Des Bryant. I mean, he had a. I mean, he wasn't even playing in the beginning of the season, but mm-hmm. I think Dak Prescott thrown in the ball. Uh, he's their red zone target. Yep. He's pretty much all their passing in game. He's their big play guy. Yeah. the The scary thing about Des Bryant is if the Cowboys want to, they can just run the ball the entire game. They can, but Des Bryant's such a big personality that he's not going to let them at least take a few deep shots to him. Yeah. And you know what? It, if they're running the ball well, then Des Bryant's going to see one-on-one matchups more often than not. And when he and when Dak sees him in a one-on-one matchup, he's going to want to throw him the ball and just mm-hmm. let him get it. Yep. So I think he's another great player. I, he might not be owned in your in your league if because of the injuries. You know, someone might have dropped him if they're stupid. Because John Bryant's not in your league. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you know, if if you got him, I'd say you start him. Okay. All right. And these are players that are getting not hot. The naughty players. These are the players that were maybe good at the beginning of the season, but you know what? I think you need to run away. Yeah. Or at least keep them at arm's length. And this is Cole Beasley, number one. With Des Bryant back, Des Bryant going up, Cole Beasley going down. Uh, yeah, that's another situation where it just depends on how competitive of a game they're in. Um, you know, They're playing Baltimore this week. I see the Cowboys kind of running over the Baltimore Ravens. So not a good week for Cole Beasley, but it, you know those competitive games where they're gonna have to throw the ball a lot. Um, he's great in PPR. Yeah, but with Des Bryant back, Des Bryant's gonna get those looks. And frankly, Cole Beasley is not like a deep threat. No, but he he'll get you the PPR points. He'll have eight catches. But he's a middle over the field guy, and, and Jason Witten is also in that role. And plus, they don't really when they're in a situation where they need five or six yards, they're gonna run the ball first yeah. before they look to pass it. I just see his targets and opportunities going down. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in a similar vein, Jarvis Landry. Yep. He's a little gimpy. His shoulder's not good. And Miami has clearly converted into a run-first team and not a pass-first team. Yeah. So I, And, and Jarvis, they're, taking, they're taking deep shots now because they can actually yeah, trick that defense. Take Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills and uh, Devontae Parker. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, Jarvis Landry, his... The only reason that you would pick him up is because of his huge targets. You know, mm-hmm. he was Stefan. He was what Stefan Diggs is now, but he's not that anymore. Uh, Terrell Pryor too. He was a yeah. hot commodity, but you know, with the quarterback situation in Cleveland and the fact that they're trying to lose out, you know, Terrell Pryor. He just if 
if he gets you the touchdown, then he has a good game. If he doesn't, then he doesn't. He's yeah. almost like this season's Alan Hearns. Yeah. Uh, do you think Terrell Pryor has much keeper appeal? I know Shane's thinking about keeping him. <sighs> but uh, I don't I, know. I'd look long and hard at it. Yeah, he's a Cle- he's on the Cleveland Browns. We still don't know what their quarterback situation is going to be next year, and it might be the yeah. same. It might. I be- mean, you never know what the Cleveland Browns are going to look in the next year because there's about a 50-50 chance they're going to fire everyone and start over. Yeah. I don't know. You got to look at that hard. And on a on a better team, does Terrell Pryor look as amazing as he does? I mean, he looks great, but he's also playing next to a bunch of Cleveland Browns. Exactly. I mean, yeah. who else is there to throw the ball to? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And then Carolina. Whoa. Carolina just can't put it together. Well, dude, not Carolina. The 2015 Carolina defense made an appearance on Thursday night. The defense did, but I'm talking like the individual players. Oh, okay. They're talking about their offense. Yeah. Cam Newton, Jay Stu. I, like I said, with that offensive line and the injuries it suffered, yeah. I mean, we talked about this a couple shows ago. It's a very complicated run scheme, and that offensive line just the, – the, the replacement guys just aren't up to that level, and I don't think they're going to have the time to get up to that level before the playoffs are over. Yeah, and it looks like they may have lost Luke Keekley for a while. Yeah. Crying Luke Keekley. Oh, man, that was sad to see. That was sad. Because he's a tough guy. Yeah. You know why he's crying? It's because he's had concussions before, and he's worried that either his career is over or, two, his brain is just going to turn to mush by the time he's 40. Does crying Luke Keekley replace crying Jordan? Maybe. I don't know. I'd like to see it. It's an answer for the internet. I love Luke Keekley though. He's a great player. And like it too. was sad to watch him get hurt like that. And he was probably maybe the best player on Jared's team. <laughs> yeah, I asked Jared uh, right before a trade deadline. Is like, is there anything? Will you give Luke Keekley to me for a cheap price? And I was like thinking maybe you know like tenth round pick something like that because I'd do it. Yeah. yeah, but he he wasn't having it. He's like, I'm keeping Luke Keekley this year. I'm pre- <laughs> <laughs> just smart. I mean, but. he snaked him out for me like the eighth round. Like yeah. I was done drafted at that point. But Jared was Jared had missed out a couple rounds and he still snaked Luke Keekley. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then the Detroit passing game, that's cooling down. Yeah, it really is. Um, I think it's just because there's too many targets or there's too many options for Matt Stafford, and it seems like they kind of they do a, a good and bad job of spreading it around. Yeah, they don't they don't get the ball into their playmakers' hands. They just get it into their best options, I guess. The thing is, like, yeah, there's a chance that between Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, Theo Riddick, honestly. Eric and, Ebron, and Eric Ebron, and Quan Bolden. One of them might have a good game, but yeah. that's that's it. You know, You're rolling the which dice. one are you gonna bet on? Yep. It's not the stability you want to see for the playoffs. Yeah, no. So that's yeah. It was hot at the beginning of the season. Marvin Jones, great. Anquan Bolden getting those touchdowns. Eric Ebron stepping up, and then Theoretic. You know, when he wasn't hurt, but I'd stay away from it now at the back half of the season. All right, so those are the players we like and players we don't like. Um, Right now, we got a fan question, Lynn Thunder. All right. Make sure and hit us up at winterfellstudios at gmail.com. We will answer every question every week, no matter how many we get. All right. Even if it's like two. (laughs) Hey, Killcast. Could you compare each fantasy team to an actual NFL team? In other words, what NFL teams best represent each fantasy team and why? Hank from... Hank and Arlen. Ooh. Do you want to do this? I'm not going to do every team, but I'll do a yeah, couple. Yeah, not every team. Let's do a couple. Um, Let's start with you. Top. New England Patriots. Oh, no. Wrong I, answer. I'd say New England Patriots. I'd say the Dallas High Cowboys. F- I, yeah, I know you would. 
I'd say the New England Patriots because it's a high-flying, high-scoring team. Nah, dude. I think it's the Dallas Cowboys. There's just talent all around. <laughs> all right. And we've got the best. I mean, I guess I'm tied with Schaefer for a record. But after this week, I'll have the best record in, in, in our league. Cowboys got the best record in the NFL. Easy. It's an easy pick. All right. All right. We'll all right. see. Okay. Uh, anyway. Brennan's team, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, Done. Definitely. Enough said. And then uh, let's do let's do someone fun kind of in the middle. Like, all right, well, what about Schaefer? You're playing him this week. Schaefer would be. Hmm, I. It's a tough one. Maybe the Giants. They've kind. Of, they're on a hot streak, but you know it's not going to last. Yeah, maybe the Giants. I, I I hesitate to say the Giants. I would say more like, maybe like the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. We're like, oh, you got a pretty good record, but you're going to lose a lot more. We know it's hollow. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Maybe the LA Rams. Yeah. Maybe the LA Rams because like, you know you're destined for mediocrity. Yeah. You're going to show up. People are going to know who you are, and then you're going to flame out. For uh, for Tyler Bridges' team, I think he's the Kansas City Chiefs. I could see that. Yeah. He's like, he's good, but he's not that good. They can beat anybody, but they can also lose any anybody. Week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you think they're going to probably make it into the playoffs, but you'll have to wait and see a little bit. I got a good one. Brandon Bubinay. Yeah. New York Jets. Oh, yeah. 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 Because they're cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty quarterback play. They're just a dysfunctional team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've got a good running back, but that's about it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Any um, other ones? I don't, yeah. Should we yeah. do Mikey? I don't think we should do Mikey. Because he's kind of stupid. What's, what's Mikey's? Mikey might be the Green Bay Packers. You think it's you think it's going to do well. You think it's... Yeah, the, it's got the name. The, the it's name. got the pedigree. Yeah, and the, the talent's there. They're just not performing. Yeah. Yeah. I can Mikey's see that. the Packers. I can see that. Yeah. All right. And then, I know, Matt Brown, the runner rolled up. The Detroit Lions. Yep. Because they live in a shithole. And he also has like all the Detroit Lions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's stupid though. All right. Stupid questions. Stupid Actually, fan Matt question. Brown, maybe the 49ers and Colin Kaepernick taking knees, not respecting the country. That kind of, that's uh, what I think. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. All right. What are we going to do next Lynn Thunder? Injury report. Injury report. Ah. 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 You want me to start it off? All right, fine. I'll start it off. All right, John. so Elshon Jeffrey suspended four weeks PEDs for being a druggie. You know, you know, it's just him trying. He's been hurt. He's been gimpy. He's him trying, trying to stay healthy in a contract year. Yeah, I I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get and it too. I also think it was probably Jay Cutler that supplied him with the drugs. Not a doubt in my mind. Nope. <laughs> Jay Cutler would be an awesome drug dealer. Oh, yeah. He is an awesome drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, it's sad to see. It's just it's just that kind of a season for the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> you know, I wish they would suspend the entire Bears for like the next four games so I wouldn't have to watch my team John lose. Fox too. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, throw us out of the league for like four eight games just yep. so we can get our shit together. <laughs> and Jarvis Landry, questionable with a shoulder injury. He'll probably play, but like we already said, stay away from him. 
Yeah, um, Mark Ingram was he, that was concussed an ugly. I mean, it wasn't a dirty hit or anything. It just it looked just, bad. Yeah. He just went limp all of a sudden. It happens in a game where you're running each other. Yeah. Um. So Mark Ingram definitely not a smart smart start this week. He may not even play. Well, he's already played this week, but next week, all right, yeah, yeah. Next watch week. him. Yeah. And Gronk out with lung injury. Fuck you, Shane. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing we forgot to mention. Shane, you don't root for people to get hurt. Yeah, as a doctor, you'd think that's yeah. like a legal form. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? Hey, Shane, guess what? I'm rooting for you to get in a car accident this week. Jesus. Yeah, it, how does that feel? What if it happens, man? You're going to feel terrible. Yeah, I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gronk couldn't even, he, he may not even be able to fly with the team because they're saying he's got a punctured lung and can't get in an airplane. And they're all saying he's only going to miss one week, but I call bullshit. Yeah. You don't miss one week with a punctured lung. My prediction of Rob Gronkowski not being a top five tight end this year is coming true. Yeah, only because he hasn't been able to play half the season. What I'm saying, oh, son of a bitch. All right, Chris Hogan also out. Yeah, yeah. Fire up Julian Edelman this week. Oh, and it's a revenge game for Tom Brady. Well, he yep. didn't do it, but yeah, he's gonna want to. He's not gonna want to just hand it off to Garrett Blunt at the goal line no. like he did last week. Yeah. He's gonna want to score the touchdowns himself. Yep. Tom Brady grew up a huge 49ers fan, and they didn't. Dra- they didn't draft. They him. didn't even give him the time of day. Yep. All right, Christine Michael cut, and then signed. Yeah, <laughs> signed, <laughs> but probably not gonna play. No, probably not going to play. He might maybe some special teams work or something. Yeah. That's what they did with uh, Niles Davis. Throw him out with the rest of the garbage. Yeah. Um, But do you think Christine Michael will be the best running back in Packers going forward? James Starks. James Starks is bad. I know, but he's going to get more opportunity than Christine Michael. Yeah. This week, maybe next week, but we'll see. We'll see. Plus, remember, there's you always got Ty Montgomery hanging out there, threatening to get in there and steal some touches. That's true. That's yeah. True. Jeremy Macklin. Oh, my groin. Yeah. He's out with a groin injury. Yep. All right. Uh, some more obscure injuries. But oh, once- wait, real quick. Um, DeMarco Murray, his offensive coordinator, said that his toes actually really bothering him this week. Oh. I'm a little nervous about putting DeMarco out. And I've got and other. And with Derrick Henry out. Oh, shit. No, Derrick Henry's back. Oh, he is? Yeah, yeah. All right. I don't know if he's 100%, but he's he, he's suiting up. We'll see. Uh, yeah, so I might. Yeah, turf toe's nothing to mess around with. Yeah. And, I mean. He could I mean, he could miss a substantial amount of time with turf toe. That's yeah. a season-ending injury for some guys. It would make sense for them to, you know, if they get a decent lead, for them to limit him. And get Derrick Henry some experience. Yeah, so I might be taking DeMarco Murray, second best running back in the league, out of my lineup. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, some more obscure injuries. Uh, the Dolphins O-line starting center and left tackle. Now they're having to shift over their starting left guard, the rookie Laramie Tunsil, over to left tackle and put in a rookie left guard. Yeah. Or a backup left guard. And with an offense that is relying so much on the running game, you know, you never like to see your offensive line get shuffled around. And we've seen their offensive line when it wasn't healthy. It was the first five weeks of the season, and it gets ugly. Yeah, it's nasty. Yeah. Uh, and you know that's it's bad news for JJ, and just because it's bad news for JJ doesn't mean it's good news for Ryan Daniel in the passing attack. No, mm-hmm. they'll get equally screwed. Yeah, yeah. Ravens O line, uh, they're missing both their starting guards, and like I was looking at this like per PPF or PFF, those are like two of the highest rated guards mm-hmm. in the National Football League. And they yeah. were they were big running offensive linemen. Yeah. So and Joe Flacco is not known for his mobile mobility. No mobility. Mo- mobility. <laughs> But, you know, for anyone who's got Kenneth Dixon and expecting him to break out and be awesome, 
Oh, boy. It's going to be rough sledding. Yeah, it's going to be rough sledding missing your two starting linemen. Yep. And Cowboys D is no joke this year. No. They're not the best in anything, but they're just well-rounded. That's right. And, you know. And they'll, they don't, they'll stop you at the goal line. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and you know what? With that running attack, you know, they don't have to be on the field that much. Yep. They, they're fresh. And then the Bears O-line, you know, for anyone who's got Jordan Howard and wants to play him, be aware that our starting right guard, Kyle Long, probably our best offensive lineman, and our starting right tackle, Bobby Massey, who sucks in the passing game but is pretty good in the running game, both out. Yeah. So that entire right side of the line is going to be backups. And what? what and ha- we don't have any depth. <laughs> yeah. And what happened to Jake Heller last week? Uh, he just shit the bed. He's not hurt? Is he hurt? I mean, he only got five points. I would assume he didn't play a full game. Yeah, you'd think so. And he got seven points, you son of a bitch. <laughs> seven. Oh, okay. God, I hate you, Jay Keller, so much. <laughs> All right, John Bryant. Those are the players that are out. Those are the players that you can't rely on. But, John Bryant, it's time for... Yeah, who do you love? Oh, who do you love? All right, Kill Crew. This week in uh, DFS, it's a rough week. There's not a lot of those... Last week, I gave you a lot of real cheap, good plays. Not all of them worked out, but some of them did. This week, there aren't a lot of those guys. There hasn't been a ton of injuries that have happened that have, you know, shot up a second-string guy. So uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to look at a lot of um, those mid-range guys that I think are just going to have really good weeks. Um, First up, I want to say everyone's going to be playing CJ Procise. I don't trust him this week. With Thomas Rawls coming back and with the passing game getting going and that bad offensive line, I would steer clear of CJ Procise. He's going to be real tempting at $18. Real tempting, but I don't think you should play him this week. And Rawls is there at 14 He's another one where I want to wait and see it. So those are some guys that I think you want to avoid. Um, one guy I really like this week, Eli Rogers. Um, Yahoo's half-point PPR like we've talked about before. He, um, Pittsburgh has really involved him in that offense. They don't trust Sammy Coates anymore. It's not Sammy him. Coates doesn't have all his fingers. Exactly. So um, Eli Rogers at $15 I really like. Uh, another guy, Rob Kelly, he's super cheap. I think he's $17. Um, not super cheap, mid-range guy. Um, he's pretty much got – I mean, they're, they're healthy scratching Matt Jones at this point, so you yeah. know it's going to be uh, Rob Kelly in the running back. Um, we talked about Gronk being out. Martell, Marty B. You got you to gotta plug in Martellus Bennett. Um, he's going to be a chalk player. Everyone's going to have him in his lineup, but I think he's going to put up some decent points. If you if you find yourself with some um, um, some extra um, cap space, you can fire up Delaney Walker. He's going to be expensive this week, but I think he's going to um, be probably the highest scoring tight end. Um, talked about this guy last week, Tyreek Hill. He's still fairly cheap, and with uh, um, Jeremy Macklin Macklin not in, you can fire up Tyreek Hill. Another guy that I really like this week, he's $21, so he's not super expensive. He's not cheap either, but Julian Edelman with uh, Gronk out, with Hogan out. We know they're not going to want to run the ball too much, even though they're – I don't know about that. They're going against the worst run defense in um, the league. Um, I think just Julian Edelman's going to have one of those big boom games, and I'm not, I don't think everyone's going to be starting him. He might be a little bit of a contrarian play. You know, I see that being a game where the Patriots just spread it on. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be one oh, where, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll be up by 40 points at the half and still play all their starters and still continue to put up points. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they hang a 50-burger on the Niners. Yeah, and, you know, Bill Belichick really respects Chip Kelly. And I think Bill Belichick's way of showing that he respects you is just by playing as hard as he pushing his team as hard Not as he can. Not pull his punches. Exactly. 
Um, a guy I like this week, he's a little risky, little risky, but James Starks. Okay. I mean, he's super cheap, $14. He's one of the only running backs in town. Ty Montgomery's not getting it done. Well, he's got that sickle cell stuff that's keeping him out. Yeah. Um, Doug Baldwin. Yeah. He's, he's another risky play, but he could he, he could go, he could go boom real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, for quarterback, I like Kirk Cousins. Um, he's $24. You know, Tom Brady might be the obvious choice this week, but he's the most expensive. Um, and I think he's another chalk guy that a lot of people are going to have in their lineups. Um, so I would think it, look at Kirk Cousins, the quarterback. Um, just one. Ex- so I've got an example here of a lineup that I set that I think looks pretty good. Um, this one I did use Tom Brady as quarterback. So I got um, Tom Brady. I got um, James Starks, Rob Kelly, Tyreek Hill, Eli Rogers, Doug Baldwin, Martellus Bennett, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell should probably be in every one of your lineups this week. He's going against the Browns and the Arizona defense. All right. So that's a good example of a lineup that I think might win some money this week. All right. All right. Well, that's who you love. That's our DFS talk. Okay. It's time for the time machine. Let's do it. The Fantasy Time Machine. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Guys that scored big on your bench. I've made a huge mistake. Brought to you by Taco Bell. Live Moss. Forget it, I quit. All right, this is the time machine. We're going to start with Threat Level Midnight versus Digs Out. First off, Mike Schaefer, what thank is, you for finally changing your team name. What is, I don't get his cheap team name, Digs Out for Harambe? Yeah, what's... All right, you know that gorilla in yeah, Cleveland that got shot? Or yeah. Cincinnati or whatever? All right, his name was Harambe. Yeah. And, like, the internet decided that they were going to care about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the thing was, like, all right, dick's out for Harambe. Like, pull your dick out for Harambe. And that's uh, how they were going to, like, pay respects to this gorilla. I didn't... I don't look at a lot of dicks on the internet as much as Mike Schaefer, I guess. Yeah, so, apparently, I, I, so I missed that one. Dig's out for Harambe. Uh, yeah. It's okay. okay. There, I guarantee you that... Pretty much every league that has a team that owns Stefan Diggs has that name. Gotcha. It's like the most generic, least original team name in fantasy it's football. It's like the Thomas Rawls name. Exactly. Gotcha. All right. Anyway, Mikey shits the bed against Mike Schaefer. And we got to ask ourselves, John Bryant, is Mikey even in the play- playoff hunt, really? I know he's, he wants to be. I know. But, yeah. oh, boy, there's really nothing he can do because his team's terrible. They yeah. just lost Alshon Jeffrey. Yep. On the other side, Schaefer had maybe his best game of the season, but his team is still full of duds. Uh, Lamar Miller and Chris Ivory. First off, he played Chris Ivory. Yeah. Why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. We but didn't anyway, tell him to. They combined for 14 points. <laughs> his team is full of duds. I mean, he's pretty much guaranteed to have at least one player shit the bed every week. Yeah. Been saying it all season. He's pretty much guaranteed, be, guaranteed to be one and done in the playoffs. All right. Cellar Dweller and the Tel Aviv Tigers. Uri loses another matchup and continues to slide. He really makes me regret ranking him number two over all the power rankings. Yeah, Uri's just been dropping the ball. He has been. It's crazy. It was a real barn burner, too, with both teams putting up big points. But Uri screwed himself yet again. That's the thing. Uri could win all these games, but he just... You know what it is. He always chooses the wrong running backs to start. Uri, you should have traded with me. (laughs) All right. He could have played Blunt, Wilson, or... The fourth round worthy pick, Sterling Shepard, for the win. I'm pretty sure we told him to play Blunt. 
I'm pretty sure we told him to play Sterling Shepard, too. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uri, if you're not going to play Sterling Shepard, then can I have him back this week? Because <laughs> I'm in bye week hell right now, and I really need some players. Yeah. Well, Victor Cruz is coming back this week, so. Yeah. All right. Meanwhile, bad bitch Britch ruined our show. Has some good old-fashioned QB controversy, finally, with Matt Ryan and Dak Prescott. Because Dak Prescott, I think for the second week in a row, outscored Mount Ry- Matt Ryan. Well, I don't know, but Matt Ryan's on a bye this week. Yeah, I mean, right. but yeah. going forward, Tyler. Ooh, what's going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen, Tyler? All right. Jay Diddy and the Fighting Gills. This is another close matchup involving the Roto World app. Matt Brown just keeps getting by the skin on his, skin of his teeth. And Jay Diddy keeps losing in heartbreakers. I feel so bad for him. Matt Brown in the Roto World app, yet again, picked the wrong tight end to start. Surprise! <laughs> Diddy, like we said, you had another heartbreaking loss, but you could have pulled out another W. Two wins. What a dream job, Brian. Two wins. <laughs> <laughs> if you had started Eli Rogers instead of J.J. Nelson. And John Bryant, I got to wake my finger at you because you told him to start J.J. Nelson. I did. You thought he was going to be good. I did think he was going to be good. He wasn't good, though. Yeah, he wasn't. Sorry, did he? I also told him to play Cam this week, and that didn't really work out. <laughs> oh, man. I was I was away from like my computer and everything. I was traveling for work, so I didn't get to see it. But when I looked back, I was looking. I was like, no, Marcus Mariota. He's hot. <laughs> start him. Plus, I mean, the quarterbacks in Thursday night games always underperform. Always. Yeah. All right, moving on. The bourbonic plague and the slack-jawed yokels. Uh, Finally, we figured out what, 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 how to break a curse. I think he's still cursed. No, nah, dude. All you got to do to play, break a curse is pl- play the worst team in the Look, league. He beat the worst team in the league by far, but he's still cursed because minus a 41-point day from Ezekiel Elliott, uh, he's, he would not have broken 100 points. Yeah. The rest of his team really shit the bed. Yeah, Boubinet is not getting in the playoffs. Yeah, Boubinet, if Zeke... I think this was our toilet bowl preview right here. Yeah, I Zeke think Jared sneaks out of has like a wins. normal game, you know, where he still scores well, but it's only 20 points. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking at like a 100-point game. Yeah. Yeah, you're still cursed, Boubinet. <laughs> Brendan, you barely have a team you're going to lose out the rest of the year. All right, then last matchup. wreck Balls versus the Space Cowboys. 184 <laughs> points. Put a route on Carter. It's like that's what I do, man. John Bryant, you didn't have a single player get below twenty points, except, except DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I told you, I yeah. told you. Yeah. And the thing is, almost every player on your bench would have done better than Hopkins. Doug Baldwin, twenty-nine points. Cameron Brait, twenty-one points. Michael Floyd and Jamison Crowder, fifteen points each. I didn't pick up Floyd till after the game, but yeah, they all did better than Hopkins. I know you want to play him because you traded for him, but I'm telling you, he's not going to be good. Yeah. I, he gives me options, man. He gives me options. There's some bad trade. There's some bad matchups going forward where I'm going to have to play uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Not every week, but um, he gives me the option. And plus, you know, anyone goes down, I can I can plug him in with confidence. Um, I love beating Carter by so many points just because, I don't know, he's kind of my rival in the league. There you go. He's a bad rival to have because he's not very good, but <laughs> I like beating him. There you go. All right, and Carter, you show that you're always, always going to pick the wrong starter between Brady and Roethlisberger. Yep. Um, it's going <laughs> to it's gonna haunt you the rest of the season. And I guarantee you, John Bryant, with Gronk out, he's probably going to be a fool and start both Tyler Eifert and Martellus Bennett. When we were doing the matchups last week, I refused to comment on um, <laughs> Carter's uh, quarterback situation because I did not want to tell him the right thing to do. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered, but yeah. All right, and that's all the matchups that happened last week. 
Yeah. Um. I, real quick, uh, 184 would be the second. High. Did we already talk about this? I think we did. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was all the matchups last week. No other right. matchups happened. <laughs> all right. Time for the week 11 preview. Recording live somewhere. It's time for the official podcast of right. the 503 Killers Fantasy Football League. Fantasy football is my religion. Nothing brings me greater spiritual enlightenment than picturing me taking my big fat donger that is my team and slapping it in my friend's face, dropping loads on them like manna from heaven. Sunday is my Sabbath, and Mondays and Thursdays and Saturdays in December, baby. It's the 503 Killcast. All right, Kill Crew, it's week 11. Week 11, and a lot of teams are still jockeying for fantasy position, playoff position. It's a big week. A lot of teams need some big wins. All right, let's start with two teams that are probably going to make the playoffs, but are still jockeying for what position they're going to be in. Let's start with the Dick Buckus and the Cellar Dwellers. All right. You're going with Colin Kaepernick this week, I see. I am. Against that New England D. I think he's gonna I think it's gonna be a high scoring game and he's gonna have to get it done with his legs and with his arm and one thing I like you, it. one thing you really got going for you is ever since the the Patriots got rid of Jamie Collins, they cannot stop pass catching running backs. So I think uh, Kaepernick's going to do a lot of that with Dwayne Harris and Sean Drone, and that's probably going to get you your points there. Plus, he's o- he's always good for fifty rushing yards usually. Yeah. So, so I, I like Colin Kaepernick. I don't think he's going to look good for Forty Nine ers purposes, but I think he's going to look good for fantasy purposes. Mm-hmm. And I feel really good at uh, Tim Hightower getting twenty and a half points. Oh yeah, that that'll help you. It's yeah. nice. Uh, over on Tyler's side, he's got Dak Prescott. I like Dak Prescott a lot this week. Um, he's playing at home. Baltimore somehow has the best rushing defense in the league. So I think have you gonna... seen their front four? Yeah, they're like some of the strongest in the league. I'm yeah. actually interested to see that offensive line go against that defensive line. Yeah, it'll be a good game. And also, I just think that Dak Prescott's going to have to air it out a lot. I mean, Zeke's still going to get his, but uh, yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of throwing. And uh, there probably won't be as much between the tackle running, but maybe some outside the tackle running. Yeah, and maybe some slip screens, maybe some you know quick passes to your running back. Um, I think I, I think this is a game where Cole Beasley does get involved a lot. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. But I don't know if you look at my team. It's I'm in bye week hell. Yeah, I'm missing everyone, and then Gronk got hurt. So yeah, you know I looking it down. I'm I just want to put up good points. Mm-hmm. Is is Shady coming back this week? Yeah, he's back. Okay, and he's gonna, you think he's 100%? Yeah, he, well, he was 100% the game against the Seahawks, remember? Yeah. And then he had his week to rest up. I like him. Yeah. Oh, I that's right. He last week. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got uh, Jordy Nelson and Adam Thielen. It's slim pickings on that waiver wire. Yeah, it really is, man. You don't want to... That's why I want Sterling Shepard back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jordy Nelson, we like him. Adam Thielen, I don't know what to expect. He's going against Arizona. They've got the best, Here, one of the best... Here's my thought. Passes. They said that they're going to put Patrick Peterson, probably their best cornerback, on Stefan Diggs, which means that Adam Thielen's probably going to have a better matchup. Yeah. It's, it's a pass-first offense now. Uh, they're going to have to air it out. I'm just hoping that Adam Thielen gets his. Okay. Uh, you got Jack Doyle as your plug-in quarterback. Not a bad play. Uh, Tennessee hasn't done great against the tight end. Um, I'm just hoping it's a, it's a shootout and players get points. Yep. Uh, you got Darren Sproles in there again. Uh, we didn't. Did we touch on how uh, Stefan Diggs totally outscored Darren Sproles last week? No, we did not. Yeah. We didn't have to. I didn't like that trade, and uh, now I don't like it even more. But you know what? 
Stefan Diggs. If you be look nice at it last week. week, let me talk about this real quick. I think Darren Sproles is one of those players that should have been in our players that are getting hot. Because if you look at it, he played like a third of the snaps last week and still got 15 and a half points in PPR. Yeah. That's a pretty high floor. But Ryan Matthews is coming back. Well, but they they were able to run the ball at will. And so that was a perfect Ryan Matthews game where the offensive line is getting a ton of push and you can just do like a traditional running game. Yeah. In a game where you can't do that, I like Darren Sproles a lot better. Okay. I, and like I said, 15 and a half points with, with no touchdowns scored. That's a great floor. Going against the Seahawks this week. I, I don't think that's going to be a Ryan Matthews game. We'll see. Uh, I think that's a league out the backfield throw Darren Sproles kind of game. Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, LaShawn McCoy and Cincy, uh, you like him? Yeah, I always start LaShawn McCoy. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, you got your Pittsburgh defense going against Cleveland Browns. That's a great play. Uh, over on Tyler's side, he's got Antonio Brown. Big week, I think, is coming against Cleveland. Like, I just hope they go quickly and run it. This is a revenge game for Larry Fitzgerald going against Minnesota. That's right. Uh, he's got Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard um, going eh. against Buffalo. Yeah. 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 Not in love with it. Yeah. I do like Travis Kelsey this week against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has been awful against the tight end. And with uh, limited weapons for Alex Smith, I like Travis Kelsey a lot. I hope it's Tyreek Hill week. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Benjamin put up a stinker. Eight points for Tyler. I'm just praying that his entire team puts up stinkers. Yeah, it could happen this week. Uh, Steve Smith against Dallas. Probably an okay play. They got him projected at 13. That's where I see him, right around there. It's a good flex play. I mean, maybe if he gets in the end zone, that could be a 20-point game. I mean, I'm just looking at it. I'm thinking, like, all right, Larry Fitzgerald's got a bad matchup against that Minnesota defense. Yeah. And Tyler's going to have to root against him because he's a Minnesota fan, so he's going to be conflicted there. Minnesota, the defense itself, going against a pretty good offense in in Arizona. So maybe they're not going to have a great game. And I don't know. Maybe the matchups are bad enough for him that his players will underperform and I can can sneak by with a win. But like I said, I just want to have a good point total this week. Mm-hmm. Tyler made a mistake. He played a flex guy in his Thursday night game. Now he can't change Ooh. up his lineup too much because he's he's got um, Devonte Parker in there and his rookie bench. mistake. I think I'd like I, I like Parker this week against L.A. Well, now he's gonna have to bench Steve Smith or Larry Fitzgerald or Antonio Brown. Yeah, I think I think you bench Antonio Brown. One thing about that Cleveland game that we didn't touch on that maybe we should is they're thinking it might be in the middle of a blizzard. It could be snow. Oh, really? it, weather could play a huge factor in that game. Ooh, 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 so. Ooh. All right, Tyler, do Temper not Temper expectations to this. with your uh um with Antonio Brown there maybe. All right, who's your pick, John Bryant? I'm going to have to go with Tyler this week. I just well, yeah, you just there's a couple guys on here on your team that I just really don't like. It's bye week hell. Yeah, you're having a rough bye week. And Tyler, I mean, he's got Forte and Matt Ryan on his bye too, so um but Dak Prescott's a good play. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pick Tyler. Yeah, I, I picked Shane last week against you, and I got it yeah, right. Dude. So it was a trap game. It was Fucking a trap Jay game Cutler. for you. Fucking Jay Cutler. I'll never forgive you, Jay Cutler. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're still my quarterback, and I still love you. All right, next. Slack Judd Yokels and the Fighting Gills. Do we even need to get into this? No, it's Brown. Yeah. Next. All right, and next is Wreck-It Balls and Jay Diddy. Now Jay Diddy had like half of his team go on Thursday. He really did. Which I never like starting a lot of guys in Thursday night games because they always seem to underperform. Yeah. Cam Newton put up a stinker with 12 points. Yeah. Ted Ginn had a good game, 15 and a half. He really did. And Luke Keekley got him 12 points. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Colby Fleener had a decent game, 10 points. But Mark Ingram getting 10 and a half. 
and possibly losing him for the season. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, he didn't totally shit your bet, your team. And on the other side, with Carter only getting 11 out of Michael Thomas, his best wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a close matchup. I, I hope I don't know why, out with the Why the hell is he playing Ben Roethlisberger against Cleveland? In the middle of a blizzard? I don't know. God damn. Carter, you're going to get it wrong every week, I guarantee you. Yeah, especially if he sticks with Ben this week. Oh, and look look who he's got on his bench. Look, look who he picked up. That's right there at the bottom. Chris Johnson? Christine Michael. Oh. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> Almost as dumb as having Chris Chris Johnson's not even going to play this season. Oh, and look, look, we called it. Tyler Eifert and Marty B starting. He's going with the dual tight end set. Yeah. Carter, your, your lineup makes no sense. And he's not playing Randall Cobb either. No. And he's playing Latavius. Oh, this is another thing we need to talk about, John Bright. Starting Latavius Murray... Uh, against the Houston defense, which is not a bad defense, Monday night game, but they're playing in Mexico City, number one. Mm-hmm. They're a strange foreign land. You know, they're going to be eating food they're not used to. That's true. They're going to have the shits. And for, and everyone forgets, Mexico City is in, the, in a fucking mountain range. It's higher than Denver. It's like a half mile higher elevation than Denver. So you're like a mile and a half stadium. Mm. Plus... Mexico City is one of the smoggiest, most polluted cities in the world, in part because they're at such high elevation. The pollution has nowhere to go. Yeah. I would stay away from Latavius Murray. He's already gimpy, and the the Houston running defense is actually pretty decent. Plus, you factor in the fact that, you know, who knows what he's eating this week. You know, who knows what the elevation is going to do to him, plus all the smog. Boy, I... He's got Crabtree in that game, too. Yeah, ooh. Rough. Carter, I don't know. Maybe start Thomas Rawls instead? Maybe start Todd Gurley instead? Uh, I'd definitely start Randall Cobb. Yeah. Right? I mean... I mean, that passing attack, that's all they do. Randall Cobb over T- Tyler Eifert. That shouldn't even be a question, but... Oh, all right. gosh. Um, over on Diddy's side, I wanted to point out, I think he really needs to get Eli Rogers into his lineup. I agree. Uh, do you think he takes out Jordan Matthews, Rob Kelly, or Theo Riddick to do it? I'd take out Jordan Matthews. Because he does have a shoulder injury. Yep, going against Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, I think uh, Diddy. I know it's. I know it's a risky play, but I think I'd put in Eli Rogers. There's just going to be. I think. Yeah. And Diddy, I'm sorry. Like I said, I was away from my computer, so I couldn't give you the proper advice. But should have started Mariota. Yeah. Like we probably. said, the Titans D getting hot. All right, who's your pick? Going with Diddy if he puts in Eli Rogers. I'm going with Carter just because Diddy is already. Shot his wad and only has 60 points. Yeah. If Carter's lineup stays the same, he's not going to win, though. All right. Next matchup. The Bourbonic Plague and the Tel Aviv Tigers. Uh, starting off, Boobine, you're still cursed. I, I don't care what happened last week. You're still <laughs> cursed. It's true. It's true. He's got Matt Staffio going against Jacksonville. And <laughs> not a bad play. I don't know, but do you start Blake Bortles instead? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Boobinay, what are you going to do? I think I go with Stafford in this one, but it's a it's an interesting predicament to be in. I think you go with the home quarterback, which is Matt Stafford. Yeah. All uh, right. Meanwhile, Uri's got Russell Wilson. He's hot. He's picking it up. I'd yep. stick with him, yeah. Yep. Brandon Cooks, kind of a shitty game. Kind of, yeah, kind Although of. Although by his new standards, kind of a decent game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Could have uh, been worse. Finally putting Sterling Shepard into his lineup. Uh, Finally. I don't know if it's the week to do it, though, just because... 
we have Chicago pass defense is legitimate. Yeah, everyone forgets it's we don't lose because our defense sucks. We lose because our offense sucks. Yeah, Uri doesn't really have any other option. I mean, his only other real option is Corey Coleman, and I don't know if I trust that one either. I would not trust Corey Coleman. Yeah, so Sterling Shepard, you're gonna have to do it. Yeah, but I, I like the rest of his lineup. I like Le'Veon Bell. I like Eric Ebron, Spencer Ware, Legarrette Blunt, definitely. Yep. No, that's a good lineup. And Boubinet, like we said, you're cursed. Jordan Reed seems to be losing ground to Vernon Davis, mm-hmm. or at least losing touches. I mean, obviously, the combination like, of uh, Vernon Davis and Jamison Crowder definitely. Yeah. Both of the, both those guys can work in the middle of the field. Obviously, you like Ezekiel Elliott, and you like Rashard Matthews. But like we said, Amari Cooper, you're you're in Mexico City. Temper expectations there. Yeah. And Carlos Hyde, I mean. He was supposed to be gimpy last week. He played anyway. He didn't do too well. Thirteen yard, fourteen yards on thirteen touches. Yuck. Yeah. And yeah. CJ Procise. I mean, like you said, Philly's defense is no joke. Yep. Pretty good defense, and Russell Wilson might be airing it out. Plus, yeah. with Thomas Rawls coming back, oh boy, temper expectations for him. Yeah, I got. I got to go with Uri on this one. Although, like I said, Uri seems to be dropping games left and right too. Yeah. Boobinay's bench is so ugly, too. I mean, it's other nasty. than Dion Lewis. Why does he still have Sammy Coates? On don't know. Why has he still got Matt Jones? Why does he still have Blake Bortles? Why does he still have John Brown? Uh, John Brown's hurt, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Yuck, Boobinay. Boobinay, uh, or Uri, I think this win this week is going to get you into the playoffs. That's right. Give your team a little shot of confidence. Yep. All right, next up. Balls deep and threat level midnight. Jay Stu having an all right game, but like I said, that entire Carolina offense is just sputtering. Yeah, but eh. let's see. I don't I, know, Mikey. Don't know. And Shane, he's got that weird magic on him. I hate you, he Shane. He really does. He's Although, just Mikey, this year. maybe Shane gets in a car accident this week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe. <laughs> See, Shane, see what it feels like when someone roots for you to get hurt? Shane, now you know how Rob Gronkowski felt last week. Shane sent me a five-page like page text message yesterday asking fantasy advice, <laughs> and he wanted to know, I think it was if he should start Kenny Britt or um, um, someone else, but I told, him to, I told him to start Marquise Lee, I think. Yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah, or even I know that that offense- although he's already started Allen Robinson and Julius Thomas. Oh, that's true. So maybe <laughs> maybe Kenneth Dixon's the answer. Who knows? I just don't like Kenny Britt this week with with Goff throwing it to him. He's been reliable. Although I will say though, it seems like players who haven't played yet in the league come out and they usually have pretty good first and second games simply because the opposing team has no film on them to study. Yeah. So that they're not aware of what they're going to do. They don't know what their tendencies are. And they can get away with some things the first couple games, first two, three games, before they start getting some film on them and defenses can adjust. Yeah, and the and Jeff Fisher is just going to script out the first like three series of everything. So nothing's oh, yeah. going to be a surprise for Goff. Exactly. Um, so maybe you do stick with Kenny Britt. Yeah, I really like Mikey's lineup this week, though. A.J. Green and Dante Moncrief, I think both are going to have big weeks. He's got a nice stack with Andrew Luck. Yeah. Jimmy Graham, got to like him. I don't know about Cam Meredith, man. Who else is Jay Cutler going to throw the ball to? Well, last week, Cam Meredith only had two targets. Yeah, but one of them was a 50-yard touchdown (laughs) on a Hail Mary. On a Hail Mary that got deflected off someone else that he got. I don't think that's going to happen again. If you take that that out, he's got one target. You do. Um, 
He's sitting Jordan Howard and starting James Starks. I think they're both bad plays. Yeah. But I think you stick with Jordan Howard. Just because John Fox is a run-first kind of coach, and after Jay Cutler's abysmal performance, I mean, Jay Cutler had a shit game last week. Jordan Howard still topped 100 yards. I think you, put, I think you should put in Dwayne Harris. Dwayne Harris. Dwan Harris. Dwan Harris. Just because, like I said earlier, the Patriots cannot stop a pass-catching running back. He does that okay. I'm worried and about Kyle, Carlos Hyde when I'm looking at Dewan Harris. I think Carlos Hyde's going to be the first and second down back. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm still liking Mikey, and I like that he snaked Derrick Henry from you. I think that's funny. You can fucking have Derrick Henry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, Mikey, I'm going with you this week. Yeah, I'm going with Mikey, too. I'm, I'm Sorry, team Mikey. Shaney. Yeah. Screw you, Shane. Hey, he's, right. hey, don't, you know, can't be shit-talking our current league champion like that, Lynn Thunder. Oh, That's I not will. what the 503 Killcast is about. We, we I have, have class and here, I will. It. Right, you know what? I will show him the exact same respect he showed to my players, rooting for injuries. <laughs> Shane, that's a horrible thing to do. That's almost as bad as being a racist who gives people herpes. Boobinay. <laughs> All right, last matchup. Big Mike matchup. Schaefer this is the and John Bryant. The marquee matchup of the week. Number one and number two. John Bryant, I need you con- two, to continue the tradition I have started of curve stomping Mike Schaefer. <laughs> you need to continue that tradition. He only got seven points from Greg Olson. You still got a decent game from Drew Brees in garbage time. <sighs> that was a close one. It almost was real ugly. I mean, yeah. 17 is nothing to write home about, but it almost was a lot worse. Uh, I love that you have DeAndre Hopkins benched. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's funny that you have Carson Palmer on your bench after telling me to drop him. Do you know I, I have Carson Palmer on for one reason? I'll tell it to you right now. What is that? Do you know who um, Drew Brees plays week 15, week number two of the playoffs? Is that? The Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Very good pass defense. Do you know who Carson Palmer plays? You should the, know. The New Orleans. Yeah. New Orleans. <laughs> All right. Very bad pass defense. Week 15. Okay. I plan on starting Carson Palmer. All right. I hope he doesn't get hurt. But anyway, I in li- Arizona, by the way, yeah, too. I like your lineup. I, top to bottom: Doug Baldwin, Des Bryant, David Johnson, Delaney Walker, Jamison Crowder, Demarco Murray. I like it. Yep. I mean, couldn't go with my all D's this week, so that's yeah. going to hurt me. That's why I scored so high last week because I had all my D players in. Uh, Schaefer sticking with an Eli Manning, Odell Beckham stack. That one makes me a little nervous. Hey, little in Chicago. Bit. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. T. Y. Hilton, good start, but. Uh, Frank Gore, I mean, he's putting all of his eggs in a couple baskets, and then he still has Stefan Diggs going against that formidable Arizona defense. Stefan Diggs will probably still have a good game, but don't expect another 29-point game. Mm-mm. I think 16 points is much more reasonable. Yep. And then Lamar Miller, we've already said. Yeah. It's tough to, I mean, A, it's tough to trust him, period, because he's shit the bed more often than not. And then in a new city with all those things going on, mm-mm. All of Schaefer's wins have come from one of his players putting up, you know, stupid points. As long as uh, Beckham doesn't do that this week, which, like we said, Chicago D's formidable. As long as Beckham doesn't do that this week, there's no chance he can win. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm picking you. Thank you, me too. Keep the tradition alive, John Bryant. Curb stomp this man. Speaking of Mike Schaefer, we're getting pretty close to our commissioner uh, corner episode, so we need people to start sending in questions to our commissioner at winterfellstudios at gmail.com. We'll, answer, we'll ask him any question you send in. And, you know, let's get some fantasy questions this year. Let's talk. Let's ask him what what is his plans to improve, improve yeah. our league. You know, our, you know our league's maturing. 
It is. It's getting more competitive. It has a podcast. It has a podcast. Um, you know, and there's things that have changed between, you know, we've been doing this for what, 10 years now almost? It's a long time. Yeah, I think that our, our league needs to keep up with the times and we need to hear our commissioner's response to that and, and how you know he's going to do it. You know what I rec- would recommend people do? Ask him some legitimate fantasy questions. Who do you start? Who do you sit? Those sorts of things. <laughs> and then Costanza him. Because you know he sucks. He's horrible at setting a lineup. He's horrible at drafting. You just get his advice and then do the opposite. You're pretty much guaranteed to win. Not a bad call. Yeah, I would recommend doing that too. All right, Kill Crew. This is, uh, you know. Episode 12. Episode 12. This is a big week for fantasy. Lots of things are going to get a little clearer after this week, I think. Lots of things on the line. You know, that number one position is up for grabs. It is. It's pretty much whoever wins it might keep it for the rest of the season too. Probably. um, Play your best lineups. Keep pay the attention, faith. T- pay attention to your injury reports. Look at the weather reports. and uh, let's, No one's out of it yet, except play. for Brennan. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> let's play some fantasy football, huh? All right. See you on the gridiron. On my worst behavior. No. They used to never want to hear us. Remember? It's the 503 Killcast. I don't like your jerk-off name. I don't like your jerk-off face. I don't like your jerk-off behavior. And I don't like you. With your host. John Bryant. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all! And Lynn, the Jazzman Thunder. No business, born, insecure, junkyard motherfucker! Brought to you by Taco Bell. Live Moss. You don't know how to trash talk, do you? I do know how to trash talk, man. Let me give you some trash talk, okay? You know what the difference between your mama and a washing machine is? When I dump a load in the machine, the machine doesn't follow me around for three weeks. 